You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Su podcast, episode number 40. It's another excellent day. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Su podcast, the one podcast that everyone agrees and says has the best fitness, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle advice in the world. And now, your host, Eric Su. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a unique and refreshing guest with us today. His name is Mark Holm. We will be talking about hypnosis and how it can help people like you live a healthier and happier life. So, without any delay, let me introduce you all to Mark. Mark, are you ready to make it happen? Yes, I am. Good to talk to you, Eric. Awesome, awesome. He was born in Chicago Heights, Illinois, raised in Maryville in Northwest Indiana, and attended Ball State University, graduating in 2000. He then studied at the Alternative Practitioner Academy (APA) in Schaumburg, Illinois, and became a certified hypnotherapist. He first experienced hypno- hypnosis while in college to deal with an overload of stress. At age 21, his blood pressure was as high as 178, and his doctor gave him a prescription for blood pressure medication. Determined not to take medication, he looked for other options. He began practicing yoga and saw a hypnotherapist in Orland Park, Illinois. After three sessions, his stress disappeared. His high blood pressure number was back down to 118 to 120, and he has been there ever since. Life continues to have the potential for stress. However, his connection between stress and his blood pressure has been disconnected since 1999. That's awesome, Mark.、Um, let me just ask you: How did you get started with hypnotherapist or hypnotherapy, and why are you so passionate about it? Well, actually, I got started as a result of what you just described right there. I I experienced a Almost immediate change in my life, and that was just something that I wanted to share with other people.、Um, hypnotherapy goes to the deepest part of your subconscious mind, which is an area that traditional therapy doesn't necessarily go to. And、um, you know, the, the ability for for you to change as a result of your words and your thoughts is probably the most powerful thing that you could ever imagine in your life. And watching people. Turn that switch on is just a really fulfilling thing that I do in my practice. Super, super. I, I do want want to dive into it a little bit more. So let's let's go right to、uh, my next question: Was how do you describe it to people? I mean, there's all these types of people out there who claim to be hypnotherapists or do hypnotherapy. So how do you describe it to people? Well, I mean, the, the process of hypnosis—you have to understand that you have two parts to your head. There's the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. The conscious mind is what's actually hearing you and I talk right now. It's what interprets words. It's what helps you drive. It's what helps you make logical decisions. The subconscious mind is absolutely filled with feeling, memory, and emotion. And what happens is that's the change agent for all of us. I always tell my clients that. Humans only change through feeling. The minute that we feel something differently about it, that's when our body just executes something totally different—a different pattern—and that's the the difference that hypnosis makes in people's lives versus, say, traditionally just talking about it and seeing if you can kind of talk your way out of a problem. We logically know what it is that we need to do. Like, if you need to stop smoking. You know that it kills you, that you stink from it. It's expensive. Other people don't enjoy being around the smoke. 
you know that you know you need to stop but for whatever reason you've attached a feeling to that act of smoking as though it has some sort of comfort level or it mm. keeps you safe in some way and it actually those feelings can override the conscious mind and that's what makes us do things that make no sense sometimes but we get so stuck in a in a repetitive pattern mm. that it becomes difficult to break so what we have to do is in hypnotherapy we go in and we say okay I'm changing this thought pattern, I'm cha- and therefore the change that I want consciously will come from it. And the minute that we get that different feeling into that subconscious mind, that's when change begins to happen quite easily. But you know, the key thing to it is if you're going to, to do it, is you have to be 150% committed. If you're sitting there on the fence, let's say you were a smoker and you say, well, you know, I would really like to stop smoking, but I just really like smoking. And then it's not time for you yet. You're, you're, not, you're not in that right mindset or in that 150% mode. Um, but once you say, you know what, there's absolutely no reason why this helps me at all. It makes me sick. It doesn't help me for whatever reason. And then you say yes to yourself. That's when the hypnotherapist can come in and help you kind of get that right message into your subconscious mind. And then your body just starts executing that effortlessly. Change for a lot of people, they think it's a struggle. And it doesn't have to be, but it, it starts with a huge decision that you make. Um, for a lot of people, it's focused around just finally saying yes to what is finally good for themselves. Sometimes we find that, that clients, for whatever reason, they you know some issue in the past, a, a bad habit that they picked up, and, and they learn to put themselves kind of in the back seat in terms of what's important to in terms of their health and their well-being. And a lot of times when they come in here, that's something that they realize right away is that they haven't put themselves as a high enough priority in their life. And we help to kind of reconnect that once they're in, you know, in that spot where they're ready to do that. Wow. That, that's a mouthful. So for all my listeners who want to go back and just rewind this and listen to the last two minutes or so, uh, do so. Now, uh, my focus has always been fitness and health and wellness, and, and uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, yours is as well. Is, is that right? How would you describe your practice? Uh, we deal with people of every age, every profession, um, every sport. That you know, In fact, today we had, this morning I had in someone who um, who's in football and also in, in gymnastics. Um, in, with the football aspect, he was having uh, trouble kind of ramming through anyone that comes his way and then in gymnastics it was a a matter of getting up on some high bars and being comfortable uh doing uh certain swings and then a a dismount and um he's been in now today was his third session and but after the first session he was plowing through the line in football and in gymnastics he just went in and automatically did his dismount without any questions. Mm. In fact, the coach asked what happened, and his father said, I took him to a hypnotherapist, and then they asked for my number. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Mark. Very so, good. Yeah, so, so we deal with a lot of sports. I mean, I, I had someone in here for golf this week. Um, there's other people who are in for running, like the Chicago Marathon. Mm. We had a lot of people in here in the past for that. Um, also people, I have someone who's in here this last week who's going to go run the New York City Marathon. Mm. Um, so we also have people who are in for, um, who are CrossFit athletes. Um, they're, mm. they're looking to kind of get past what seems like a block in CrossFit where they can't, you know, lift heavier things or, or have more endurance. 
Um, a lot of times th there's a block in there where maybe someone told you in the past that you can't or that it, it's not possible. Um, and we help people to get past those blocks. Wow. I, I can see so many people um, in my past experiences over the last 15 years who you just described where they have these mental blocks, uh, whether it be getting to the gym, whether um, they're afraid of, you know, trying something new. Um, what is it about hypnotherapy that, that makes it actually work? What, what is it about it? So, so my audience understands it a little bit better. Well, you know, if it, in terms of a block, it's something inside of your inside of your subconscious mind that says that you fear something, and many times it's related to fear. And then you, as a safety mechanism, you block it. I'll give you an example. A um, girl who was in this morning for tumbling, she was fearing uh, doing a backflip, and she just feared that, that she was going to land and, and hit her head. And I, when I was talking with her and I said, what is it that... that when you believe that this fear began, what, what do you think started it? And she says, you know, I used to do backflips, no problem. It was easy. I just did it. My body just executed it. I didn't think about it. I was like in the zone. But then I went out and I started watching on Instagram all these videos of what they call tumbling fails. Mm. And I saw, you know, one person fall on their head, another person hit their arm. You know, just the kind of thing where you see like on America's Funniest Home Videos, people right. getting in, you know, getting hurt. And I said, so is that when you started not being able to do flips? And she says, yeah, I was completely afraid of it. And mm. that's just an example of a block. Um, it, it can be a lot of things. It, it just depends on, on what the sport is and, and what you've been exposed to. Hmm. So identifying the block is, 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 is the key almost to taking that first step to changing or improving the situation is that sort of what you're saying yes and this is the difference between going to a hypnotist versus a hypnotherapist hmm. a hypnotist you would go in and they would say well what is that you what is it that you want to improve and the girl might have said tumbling and they don't tend to ask too many other questions and they just start telling you what a great tumbler you are hmm. versus hypnotherapist where we start asking deeper questions about when it is that that started feeling that way and, and what the causes may be. And the thing is, when we get to the cause like that, that's what makes it so powerful. Because I could sit here all day telling you that you're an excellent tumbler, but if you still have that video playing in your head, we didn't address mm. the true issue. Mm. Yeah, very good, very good. Now, um, I was going to ask, but you kind of answered the question, who would be ideal clients? I'm assuming most people who have blocks, if that's the right term, or fears? Is that pretty much it? I mean, uh, you know, for me, it's like, oh, we, okay, we if you're with... overweight, just walk into my facility and maybe we can help you, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's it goes into a lot of categories. I mean, if you look at weight loss, that's kind of its own category versus like sports improvement, which is another one, um, depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. um, self-esteem issues, um, you know, childhood trauma. You know, they're all their own categories and how we deal with them. But you have to remember that the, the method of change is still the same. We go to the subconscious mind, we help it to let go of what no longer works, and then we replace what you let go of with the positive. Um, for most people, stress and anxiety is an entry point for, um, for dealing with issues. If you're stressed out about something, why is it that you think that your golf swing would be very good? Or why do you think that you'd be very good at running a marathon? 
if you're sitting there stressed out, you're, you're not in what's called allowing mode. So your body is sitting there saying, I know you want to do this thing, but I've got this, this safety or this fear thing that's, that's trumping it right now, and I'm not allowing you to, to improve and to feel better and be healthier. And so stress and anxiety is about 90% of the time the first thing that we help people deal with. And you'd be surprised. Once that stress and anxiety goes away, that's when you start to see anything become possible because you're no longer fearing. Hmm. Interesting. And, and, and I'm assuming that a lot of the people that you see don't even realize uh, the situation per se. I mean, um, how would you describe their state? Many of them come in highly stressed. Um, most of them have anxiety about the issue that they came in with. If, if the original topic isn't stress and anxiety, they have stress and anxiety about the thing that's bothering them. Mm. Um, and what we do is we show them the impact of their words and their thoughts. It, it's kind of like um, one of my clients came in here last April, and she uh, was sent home from school because she would not stop throwing up in class. Mm. And they had done everything to this poor little girl. They had put her on medication to help her stomach not feel so jumpy. Um, and at one point, they even they did a scope of her stomach. They sent a camera down and knocked her out and sent a camera down her, down her stomach. They found nothing wrong with her. And so then they bring her into me because what happens is a lot of times with hypnotherapy, people come here as, as after all the doctors can't figure out what else to do. And so um, she comes in and I said, tell me about what's going on. And she says, I just sit in class and I, and I think to myself, my stomach hurts. Oh my gosh, it hurts. I'm going to, I'm going to throw up. Something's going to happen. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's hurting. It's going to, it's going to. And then she would throw up. Hmm. And after one session of getting that self-talk to change where she, I said, there's no reason that you have to sit there and talk and think about that so much is there because it makes you feel that way. And she says, yes, that's true. And as soon as we got that self-talk under control, she was back in school within two days after I saw her. And she probably could have gone back the next day. Mm. Um, while we were sitting there talking about it, the mother says, well, don't you want the trash can next to you? I said, no, I have a lot of, of confidence in this right mm. now. There's no need for it. Wow. And once we got that, that talking uh, under control, it all ended. Huh. Now, um, let's just say, Mark, I, I, I told you about a few of my clients, and one of them particularly uh, is extremely overweight, like 50 pounds overweight. Um, she has these, um, I don't know, maybe self-esteem issues where she doesn't feel like she is good enough, uh, to, to exercise. Um, she's afraid of, you know, sweating and, and um, exerting herself cause she's afraid of the, the soreness the next day and stuff like that. Um, and I might be describing a lot of my audience by the way. So, so what would you tell this person? I would tell them that your expectation has to be realistic or else your, your body will fear whatever it is that you're suggesting to them. So if, if she thinks that she can exercise without sweating or that she can exercise at least for the first couple of times without feeling a little bit sore, that's unrealistic. Mm. So you have, to, you have to acknowledge that and say, you know what, I am going to feel sore the next day and I'm okay with it because this is a sign of my progress. Mm. And then it's, it's positive and uplifting. Um, a lot of our clients that come to us for weight loss, um, there's, there's a lot of things that are in play. The biggest one I can tell you is 
that they have to love themselves enough to make the change. Mm. Um, a, a lot of people cling to food as a comfort mechanism. Right. Um, they, they eat too much because their parents ate too much. They eat because they're bored, they're frustrated, they're angry, they're depressed, they're resentful. Mm. Um, you know, we have to get past those things. You can, go, you can go to the gym all you want, and if you're still feeling those boredom, angry, resentful, depressed feelings, you're not in allowing mode, like we talked about a few minutes ago. Mm. So what, we have to get past that point. And then we start looking at things like sugar intake, salt intake, n- amount of exercise, what it is that they're visualizing at their, as they're, they're exercising. If, if they can actually visualize their body being their ideal weight, what would that be like? And that serves as kind of fuel for the change that they desire. So when you're like sitting there on a, you know, or not sitting, but when you're on a treadmill or if you're on a, a Stairmaster or you're running or whatever it is, and you think, oh, well, maybe I should stop because, you know, I think I might want to. But then you can visualize that, that body and, you know, if, if you want to be a size six and 120 pounds or 130 pounds then, you know, why is it that you would stop? Oh, I can picture that and I'm, I'm running and I'm getting closer to that the more I run. And I feel good about running because I know it brings me closer to the ideal body size that I always wanted. And that, that, is, that serves as fuel to, to keep yourself going and to, to exercise and to do the right things. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, now, is there, I have several of these people um, who are, not negative per se, but have negative self-talk once in a while. Is that healthy, or is that just um, who they are? W- would you, would I, would you suggest I try to correct that and, and bring that uh, to to their awareness that that's not, you know, helpful? There's nothing healthy about negative self-talk. Negative self-talk has been proven to bring closer to you uh, negative situations, negative people. Um, and actually a negative result, especially when it comes to exercising and weight loss. Mm. Um, in fact, we have uh, a technique that we do here in the office where, and we do this to almost everyone who comes in at their first visit, where we show you there's a meter that we can use that, that where we can measure um, your positive and your negative vibration. Wow. And you see how as, as you talk negatively, you're literally draining yourself of all things good. Mm. Interesting, interesting. I, I would love to uh, bring all my clients through that process just to give them an I, idea. I would recommend it. You'd be surprised how much people, how fast people change when they, when they talk themselves into a negative corner, hmm. and then we find them ask them, "How are you feeling right now?" And that's the one question they've never asked themselves, and no one else has asked them either. Hmm. And they say, "Wow, I feel awful right now that I've talked myself down so badly." Yeah. And I said, how's that working out for you? And I said, it doesn't. It doesn't feel good. And I said, now it's time to change, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, in my career of fitness training and owning a fitness club and seeing all these people, I still train now, but uh, in the past, I can always remember myself um, making sure that if I ever heard the can't, um, negative words, if you will, come out of people's mouths, to quickly, quickly uh, let them know that um, maybe we should re, re um rethink what we're talking about and saying to ourselves so that uh, that that doesn't continue. So I, I, I think I, I know what you mean by that self-talk. Mm-hmm. Now, um, it's, what you, yeah, what you say and you think on repeat become your reality. That is, that is it is inevitable. Yeah. So once you come to that realization, then you start listening to what you're saying. 
And if you're sitting there talking yourself down, then why would anything good come to you? And just the same in the other direction. If you sit there saying, you know, I love myself so much, I feel happy, healthy, free, I'm exercising, I'm eating healthy, and I feel good, why would you feel anything else? Very good. Absolutely. Great question. Now, um, if, if you could share with us, Mark, and so far it's been great and we're almost 20 minutes in. Can you believe it? But um, as far as what someone could experience if they visited you, uh, you know, you shared a little bit about some of the tests and whatnot, but um, can you walk through uh, what they, they could experience when they visit? Sure. So with every person that comes in in their first session, we always spend 90 minutes with them. It's a little longer than the, the follow-up visits are 60 minutes. And in the first session, we get to know you. We understand what's going on with your concern. Uh, in other words, what brought you in? Um, what the triggers that seem to kind of push the button that makes the good or the bad happen? Um, we also show you the relationship between your thoughts and your words and, and how that's becoming your reality. Um, and we give you tools. We teach you what's called self-hypnosis. And this is something that I have practiced since I first went to the hypnotherapist in Orland back in the late 90s. Um, we teach you that skill, and that you take that with you when you leave. And it's actually um, a way to kind of press the gas pedal on all the work that we do with you in the hypnotic state during the session. So like the first 40-ish minutes we talk with you, and then you have about 40 minutes of hypnosis, and then we go through some kind of post things afterwards and see how you feel. Um, everyone that leaves here is able to drive themselves home. You're not in a comatose state. Um, many of our clients ask if they can bring a friend, um, you know, just to hold their hand as they do it to be sure that they're in a safe environment, and of course the answer is yes. Um, but um, for, on average, a person deals with it with any given topic they come in somewhere between six and ten sessions it's an average mm -hmm. some more some less smoking is on average about three sessions um you know if we're dealing weight loss is the one where we tend to see people for a few more sessions um mainly because there's so many facets to it in one session alone we can just deal with sugar in another mm -hmm. session alone we can deal with portion size there's just so much yeah. that we can go into and so many aspects that that go into weight loss and many of our weight loss clients, they, they tell us, they say, I've never really seen it from all those angles before. Mm. And um, that's kind of, you know, it, it's a holistic, all-inclusive approach. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you touched on it a little bit, which is how often and how long um, would somebody need to see to see you for, for any, any change? Sure. So... What we do is we like to keep appointments about a week apart, a week to 10 days apart. We don't like it to go like months at a time. Um, you have to remember, you're going to unlearn a bad habit the same way that you learned it, which is through repetition. So the, the more that we kind of drill into your subconscious mind that this is just the way it is, the choice has been made, um, then that that's what really gets us the, the change that we're looking for in the fastest way possible. Um, so... Yeah, we, we like to keep it at about a week apart for the sessions. I see, I see. And and you'll know when somebody has improved because they'll tell you, right, basically? That's the best way, right? They'll tell you what? That they, they've improved, they've they've overcome their blocks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That Usually in the second session, we hear wonderful stories about, I didn't smoke, I didn't feel the need to eat that greasy food because I was bored. 
Um, I was on the exercise bike more often. I feel better than ever before. I slept better. We hear that all the time in the second session. Um, it's very, very common. We always tell people 99% of our clients come in and feel tremendously better. We, you still need the follow-ups to be sure that, that you get the result that you're looking for. But everyone that we've worked with feels this en- en- enormous change in the first session because they have finally changed their, their mode of thinking, whether it's from negative to positive or from I can't to I can. You know, th- that kind of shift. Your body, it, your body craves that feeling of, of I can and I am and I feel good. And that's what we really work with you on in the first session. Very good. Now, you know, some of my audience might be thinking now, with everything you said so far, they may be thinking, well, is hypnotherapy for me? And, and so what would you say would be the, the process in determining that? I would say how much it is that you desire a change in your life and how willing you are to make it. Um, you know, if you come in here to debate the status quo, in other words, to see if you can somehow keep doing the same thing and expect a different result, then you're not going to achieve your goal. But if you're willing to do it and you're, you're willing to, in other words, willing to have the change that you desire and you're willing to do the follow through and trust the process, I haven't met anyone who has said yes to all those questions that we haven't been able to help. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. Um, getting really close to the end. So we just have a last few questions, Mark. And again, really thank you for your time. Um, could you summarize for us your philosophy about health and wellness um, and everything you've said so far? Sure. Um, are we talking in terms of exercise in particular? Yeah, and how hypnosis and what you do fits into our everything. Okay. So, I mean, how we feel is a critical critical component of everyday life. If we feel bad, we're, we deprive ourselves of all the good that life has to offer. Um, in terms of exercising, exercise actually triggers good feelings in your brain. It's been scientifically proven. Um, exercise can, can give you a high. And that, you know, hypnotherapy plays right into that because we get your mind into that comfortable state where you're open to change and and at that moment, nothing bothers you. It's just simply, you're allowing yourself to simply feel good and let everything else fall back into the distance. And that's, you know, kind of that in-the-zone thing that you hear athletes talk about or anyone that works out. It doesn't have to be a Tiger Woods or anything like that. Um, but, you know, when, when you're just in that moment and you're enjoying that sweating and you're feeling happy because your body is in motion and you're alive and feeling good, that's very similar to what we do in hypnosis. We help you to relax your mind down into that happy place where nothing seems to bother you and you're open to all good things. So believe it or not, hypnosis and exercise are very, very similar. It's just a matter of what it is that you allow. Very good. Now, can you share with us any health and wellness tips, maybe three health and wellness tips uh, from your viewpoint? Uh, they could be fitness of your own fitness tips, uh, but just three. Would you be able to share? Sure. So number one, the amount of sugar that you take into your body is probably the number one cause of being overweight um, or not overweight. Um, if you meet people who are overweight, um, usually watch the amount of sugar that they take in, and it's usually enormous. Uh, we're, we're not supposed to have 
you know, as much sugar as, as what the world presents us with. There is so much sugar in processed food these days. Mm. And the thing is, for our body to take that in, it has to have fiber, natural fiber, along with it. And when we don't have that, it just sits there globbing onto the body as fat. So sugar would be one thing that, that I would pay close attention to. The next one is the size of the meals that you eat. Mm. Your stomach is the size of your fist. Like it or not, it's the size of your fist. And when we eat the amount of food that we eat in one sitting, if it's more, if it's bigger than the size of your fist, then you're just simply adding pounds to yourself. It's a choice that you're making. Mm-hmm. And then the third one that I would say is being much more mindful about when your stomach is truly hungry. So, for example, before you put food in your mouth, do you really need to do it? Is it because it's noon and we're supposed to eat at lunch? Mm. Or is it because you're truly hungry? If you, What I tell my clients is, before you contemplate putting food in your body, check in with yourself. Sit there for two seconds and ask your stomach, do I feel hungry? And about 90% of the time, you don't feel hungry, but yet we, we eat on a schedule. We eat because mm. we're bored. We eat because we don't know what to do with ourselves. And so I would say that that's a very important thing is you have to be very, very mindful of what your body is telling you. If your body is not saying, I'm hungry by growling, there's no reason to eat. <laughs> very good. Excellent tips. Excellent tips. Sugar is definitely something to monitor. I get that question quite a bit. A lot of times people are telling me they have sugar cravings or they're addicted to sugars or one of those two and um, definitely a topic mm-hmm. to discuss and then portion control definitely is very important. Um, sugar um, is a poison to the body. There, there's a fantastic video. If you go on YouTube mm-hmm. and punch in 60 minutes and then the word sugar, and they show how they do tests where it shows that the re- sugar triggers the reward region of the body where um, it actually um, gives you the same feeling as being on cocaine. Hmm. So hmm. the sugar thing has got to get under control it doesn't matter how much you exercise if you're gorging your body with sugar. What was that video again called? If you search on uh, YouTube for 60 Minutes, like the television show, uh-huh. and then the word sugar, okay, it, it's well worth watching. Cool. We'll put that in the show notes, you guys. Um, awesome job, Mark. And uh, just had the last few things here, which is how do people get a hold of you? And then any last piece of advice? Sure, no problem. So um, our phone number is 630-686-2626. We're commonly in and out of sessions a lot. If you happen to get the voicemail, just leave your name and number. We'll be glad to call you back. We actually have appointments almost every day of the week, including Sundays and Saturdays and evenings as well. Um, So we, we have a lot of people that come in after work and on the weekends. It's very normal here. Um, our website is, is at www.meridianpcapnosis.com. There's a ton of information out on our website. Um, it, has, um, it, it shows all the things that can be done with hypnosis. There's a page on there that has over 200 um, uses for hypnosis. It lists all the common things that we've come across over the years. Um, and it also has bios and pictures of uh, myself and the other hypnotherapists here. Um, so that, that's a way to contact us. Um, my parting thought, I guess, would be, you know, if you want a change in your life, it has to start with you and a choice. And once you've made that choice, hypnotherapy can help you to make that become your reality. Um, you know, if you're in trying mode, if you feel defeated, 
Um, hypnotherapy is a way to get past that block. Um, and that applies to all topics, whether it's exercise or if it's depression or if it's anxiety. Um, we have people who just come in here sometimes to choose to finally be happy in their life. People who have been resentful for a long time. Um, so it, there's, there's so many uses for hypnosis. And if you go to meridianpeakhypnosis.com and click on uses for hypnosis at the top, you'll see that master list and you can click on each one and it describes some of the feelings associated with it and how hypnotherapy can help you through them. Super, super information. We'll put that, that, all that in the show notes. It was a uh, very informative, Mark, and uh, I- I'm pretty sure there are going to be a lot more people who want more of what you have said. Maybe we can do this again in the future. I know you're busy, 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 so uh, maybe we can do that. Absolutely, but- no problem. I'm, I'm glad to help you, and I'm really glad to talk with your audience about this. This is uh, definitely a tool that goes hand-in-hand with exercise and, and wellness, for sure. Absolutely. I really appreciate this, uh, Mark, and I will let you go. We'll talk to you soon. Maybe I'll visit (laughs) just to say hi. Sounds good. Come in anytime. We'll see you soon. Great. Thanks, Mark. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.